Welcome back to The Real Mark Bagwell, a wrestling docu-series. I am the chosen lawyer, and my co-pilot is good old cousin Jerry Hood, who, believe it or not, is out hunting yet again. Yo, what's going on? I was going to make a Kanye joke that we're going to go hunt Kanye, but we're not going to go there. Uh, talked about Kanye on another episode. I think I'm all Kanye'd out. Uh, let's just not even go there. How is hunting season going for you? Uh, do you actually get to sleep or work in between, or is it like 24-7 hunting, basically? Wow. Down here at the farm, um, as you know a little bit about what's going on, we're, uh, we're hunting every day. Um, and the rut breeding season, if you will, kicks in um, today, uh, be about three or four days from today, and it goes for about a good solid 30 days. And um, it's going to be good. The bucks are the pictures you've seen. Um, I killed an absolute monster with a bow, uh, a 10 pointer. Um, you saw the pictures, absolute giant. Um, so everybody's on fire. Uh, Mark's brothers are on fire. His nephew's on fire. His nephew actually came down. His name is Zach Bagwell. And he came down last weekend for the first time and hunted in about 12 years and killed a real nice nine pointer, uh, that we've been watching for, uh, a couple, three years, um, had him on camera and taking inventory. And, uh, believe it or not, the deer was born with three legs. And we needed to get him out of the herd. He, uh, we, he'd go hide for about a month and he'd come back and then he'd go hide for, and he finally, we uh, were able to harvest him and, uh, uh, worked out really well. Everybody happy, uh, good times. So good times here at the farm. Uh, as far as working goes, uh, we shut her down, you know, about, uh, first week of September and uh, we pick back up and, uh, you know, start uh, bringing in the dough, if you will, uh, about February, the second week of February. So we'll get back at it and uh, do what we do um, and hit it hard. So, Which is bring in the door, Ray, me. And uh, the Bagwells, they love lumber, they love wrestling, and they love hunting. As I've told you many times, when they're ready, if it's the brothers, the cousin – we have the forum for them. When they're ready to come join us, they can come join the party and we'll talk wrestling with them and whatever they like. Brake lighting. You know, there's lots of fun <laughs> Bagwell topics. You know, it's funny, but I was out driving at like two in the morning uh, a couple weekends ago and somebody was doing brake lighting with me. I could tell he was starting up. Yeah. Some uh-oh, you better be careful. You better be in your you better be in the Corvette so you can get away just in case they they they've got a pistol or something. I accidentally was riding down the road the other morning about three or four a.m. Yes. Uh past uh about a seventy thousand dollar truck that blinded me to death. And I mean I, and my Jeep will light up the world. If I shine my lights toward Canada right now, you can see my headlights. That's how bright they are, eh? Hey. And uh, and uh, I just kind of flickered at him a little bit to say, "Hey man, give me a give me a break on the lights," you know. And uh, as we went past each other, he brake lighted me, and I brake lighted him, and he kept going. And and then next thing I know, I don't remember where we were going, three or four in the morning, probably to a Waffle House. You guys have those up there? We got lots of Waffle Houses, absolutely. 
there's about 17 within three miles, I think, within here, around here. But uh, we just kept going and, you know. So you did not have waffles with the brake lighter. We we didn't. And uh, what we've been saying lately when something comes up like that, uh, Steve, Bagwell Jr., which you, you, uh, I think you talked to him you know, a couple times off the air. Yes. And uh, I think he and I have started saying stuff like, are we 60 or are we 10? That's what we said, you know, meaning just keep going and, you know, is it worth it and road rage and the way it is today. Uh, I'm a horn blower. Anybody that knows us knows that uh, I'm going to blow the horn and I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to blow at you. I'm going to wave at you. And, this day and time, you got to really be careful. You you just don't know who's out there, who's mad, who's not, who's uh, the city of Atlanta. Um, it's, it's something somebody shot every day. Uh, cops, uh, I think in Georgia, the statistic was ten police shootings against perpetrators or what have you. A hundred through October, so ten per month. And the month's not over with yet. So you just got to be careful. We have a good time. We ride. We ride the roads. Uh, we're always trying to, you know, add on more property to the farm or some of the property properties that we manage uh, for deer hunting, uh, Steve and I. And uh, we see a piece of property. You know, we've got the land finder apps that tell us who owns it, you know, who's in charge, address, phone number. And we stop in and offer them a little cash. And that's what we do at night, basically, after, you know, after we eat and stuff, we do that. So we have fun with it. Try to go door knocking and buying real estate. Love it. Now, a guy who's not brake lighting right now is Mark Bagwell, Marcus Alexander. And uh, saw him the other day with Chris Van Liet. He had an interview. And Mark is looking 130%, like top, top of his game. Uh, so proud of him and the work he's putting in. He's coming on mainstream uh, media, doing his interviews, and uh, it's looking very promising. Every day on social media, on our videos, we're getting comments on YouTube. And again, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Put your comments in, and we do read them, and we try to answer as many as we can. And the responses have been overwhelmingly positive. Everybody's like, good for you, Buff. We knew you could do it, buddy. We love you. Keep it strong. So the fans are loving this buff right now. Oh, for sure. He's looking uh, really, really good, uh, doing really well uh, with the rehab. And as a family, uh, we're proud of that. And we knew he could do it. Um, friends, a lot of friends writing in. Um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, fans, for sure. And we love every one of them. Um, and like you said, we try to get to every one of them. and. The editors and the producers of the show, they, they're they busy and they're responding and my agent's responding and everybody. So we're, we're doing good um, and, and real happy. He's uh, coming through it like a champ. Um, uh, like the last uh, picture I saw with he in Dallas uh, looked really good. Uh, he spoke very clearly, plainly. And uh, just like I say, we're very pleased. I spoke to his dad, Buff Daddy's Daddy. Buff Daddy's um, Daddy. Uh, Yep, a few days ago, okay. and uh, trying to get him booked in here to the farm. He has 24-7 uh, access no matter what. He comes. It doesn't matter who's here or what have you. Uh, he comes, and it's he's got his room and his, uh, you know, 
uh, his place here at the farm. And uh, like I said, he's welcome 24 seven. He knows that. And, uh, but he, he also commented uh, where I was going with it, that uh, Buff doing really well. And uh, we're, we're excited for, you know, for bigger and better things. Jerry, you got to tell Buff Daddy's daddy by the end of the year, we got to have him on the docu-series. Got to hear him in his words. Got to hear some of the stories of Mark growing up. We are ready for him when he's ready for us. Uh, I can only imagine the stories he's got to tell. Ooh, he's the original, you know. He's the uh, he's the best, and uh, he normally starts off his stories with, uh, you may have heard the story, and it doesn't matter if he tells us once or if he tells us 11,000 times. We enjoy the stories, and he's got the great stories. And uh, I will work on that. Um, he, he's tough. I don't know as far as uh, all his people and stuff. As far as talking to Buff's brother, you know what price tag he put on a podcast. $10,000. Yeah, that's a little high. That's a little yeah, and I figure Buff Daddy's <laughs> daddy, since he's the originator of the whole plan here, uh, who knows? I, I could probably, you know, I could probably get him in, uh, get him to come on with me a little bit. Just offer them a brisket sandwich or something. Like, let's wow, make this. I could let's see. make this. Let's make this happen. Let's make it happen. Now, uh, Mark sure. Mark is telling an interesting story with Chris the other day, and uh, you know, we've talked with him before about it. He's mentioned it before on camera, off camera, about the sleep apnea and the sleeping issues that he's having, and. It's incredible, you know, if anybody's ever suffered from sleep deprivation, it has Ooh. such a toll on you, on your life. You have so little resistance to everything, you know. If you have, like, uh, a, a sensitive stomach, it can really prolong it, you know. If you, if you if you have a good alcohol tolerance, if you're on lack of sleep, even a little bit of alcohol can just wipe you out. It's amazing, like, uh, and, and this is something that he's been enduring for most of his life. And now getting the sleep apnea under control and getting his sleep in control, he's been getting more control of his life, period. And it's so much easier to take the other control of the facets and be able to go through rehab, stick with the rehab, stay clean. He's been staying clean now. I think it's a month and a half, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, good on him, you know. And it's it's one thing to fix the Band-Aid problem part of it. But if you don't get to the root of the cause of it, you're going to come back again and again. And for him to get it diagnosed and really look after himself fully and take the time with it and really take care of himself. You know, again, we commend him. He's looking incredible. The best we've ever seen him, except for obviously in the NWA Haiti, but uh, kudos to him and he's looking younger and sounding better every single time I see him. Oh, for sure. To touch on uh, what you said, uh, the sleep apnea, um, that may run in our family. I think we all may have a little touch of it, but, uh, back when I, uh, you know, a few months ago, uh, let's say the better part of seven months ago, I accidentally quit working out, actually prepping for, uh, hunting season starting in about March. That's when it all begins. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I gained a little weight and, uh, before he started helping me with it and, uh, I wasn't sleeping very well. And the doctor had said, Hey, you're close to being, you know, di almost diagnosing me with sleep apnea. Wow. It's not fun. I mean, mine was eating late, uh, if you will, and uh, just overeating and right before bed. And I would go to bed and wake up dead. Like I woke up dead like three times. You're exhausted because you're breathing so hard. You're working so hard and you got the, the dry throat. And your nose, and you just you're more exhausted when you than when you went to go to sleep. 
I would I stop sleeping. I, I, I use that app, and I apologize. I don't remember the name, but uh, I use that app that basically tells you when you toss, turn, mm. uh, talking your everything. And I woke up like 74 times within about a five-hour period. Now, I keep in mind, um, at the same time, I'm the guy who gets eight to ten hours every night, and it pisses the brothers off. Uh, and they're like, how do you do it? How do you, you know, and I just, I know I can go to bed now. Of course, you know, lost a little bit of weight back to working out in the fields, doing everything, working out at night, both flex and everything. And, um, I, now I, when I, when it's time to go to bed, I can literally say, wait a minute, I got about five minutes. I go in noisemaker five minutes. I'm out for 10 hours and it, and there's no waking up and it's, you know, it took a while to, to get used to that, but like I, I'm 10 hours. Steve Bagwell Jr. goes to bed about midnight and he wakes up at 4 a.m. He's ready to go. Some people can and do it, it. Oh man, I'd be dead in like four days if I did that. But uh, no, the waking up uh, dead, meaning you basically have stopped breathing for a long period of time. And when you're gasping for that air, um, you, you don't know whether to call 911 or you fix the diet. You finally catch up, but it's no fun. And so, um, uh, doing that, inter- starting with the, the plan that uh, Mark put me on the intermittent fasting and everything, um, I start eating around 11 and I'm done by about 6 p.m. And that's, you know, about seven hours on and 18 hours off. And that's tough to do, but you're sleeping most, I sleep 10. So, you know, it's it's easy, but uh, yep, I'm glad that glad he got uh, got that fixed. He's sleeping better now. You can tell he's well rested. Um, looks clear, good. happy, focused, and you know, him and I share a few things in common. One of them being we hate sleeping in a warm room. Cannot Ooh. take it. It's unbearable. And he always needs his room really cold. You know, so a lot of it he thought that the lack of sleep was because of the heated rooms when he was in a hot room. Might be part of it, but sleep apnea is a whole different level of it. So he's working on it. Fantastic. Today's episode, well, we got to clear up, though, because we've been, there's a lot of debate going on on the internet, Jerry. And fans are very, very, very pro Mark's new look. It's overwhelming. So we got two looks going. We got Buff Bagwell meets Mr. Rogers. And we got the cardigans. We got the gray and then we have Buff Bagwell with the dyed hair and the dyed beard, you know? And he really likes, I know, I know Mark loves dyeing the hair. And, you know, he does not want the grays like I got. Like, it just, that's not him. I get it. He doesn't want to embrace it. And, but the thing is, the fans are coming out and saying, we like Mr. Rogers Bagwell. We like the gray. We like the authenticity. And you know what? You're in your early 50s. You're dressing like you're in your early 50s, and it suits you more distinguished. They're liking it. Are you surprised? No, yeah. I mean, it did surprise me to begin with. And uh, um, I'm pretty sure Dallas came up with that idea in a really good gig. Um, Dallas is always notorious for coming up with something good and it working. Um, when I first saw it, uh, I was, it was a good friend of mine. Uh, Gosh, down towards the southern part of the state, forwarded, forwarded me the uh, clip. Yes, and I was like, "What in the world?" But yeah, I, I like that look—a very different look, a look I've never seen, and I've known him for you know my, all my life. 
And uh, then the, the, he looking like looks as Buff Bagwell. When we lived together, that was the look that he had to have. If we went to a convenience store, Buff Bagwell day at the mall, which we talked about. Yes. Uh, out to dinner, Bahama Breeze, <clears throat> excuse me, Bahama Breeze, or Ryan Steakhouse on Kent Road. He had to be ring ready when he stepped out, no matter what. And that's the look that he always knew since 1991. Here we are 31 years later. Um, and that's the look that he's always known. That look looks younger. And I, th I think we all do, we uh, want that. He and I have always gone back and forth of who's the youngest, who looks younger. You know, who looks younger? Is it me? Whatever. And I'm a lot older than he is, as you know. Um, but uh, when he buffs up, what I call it, pun intended, um, I like the I like the dark hair and the dark goatee, and that's a lot of our family members have that, um, and that's what we had, you know, in the in the eighties and nineties growing up, and so I, I think he likes that. Now to, to dress like Mister Rogers every day and have that look, me knowing his personality, me knowing him, cousin, family, friend, everything. I just don't know if he's ready to be Mr. Rogers. And that's, you know, uh, who knows, you know? I got a compromise then. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. What I propose, if I was Mark's stylist and I said, listen, Buff, Mark, Marcus Alexander, here's what I propose we do. We're going to keep the grays. The grays are working. People are liking the grays. I, listen, he does $400 haircuts. So I get it costs a lot of money to get the hair and the beard looking like that. So let's just save the money. Let's go with the grays because I'm going to tell you if I pulled a hundred fans, a hundred fans like the gray period. So, but we can keep the muscle tees. There's nothing wrong with muscle tees, muscle tees all that. day long. Carsey. What's up, Steve Carsey. Shout out today goes out to Steve Carsey. What a great individual. What a great pitcher. I really enjoyed watching him as we talked about. Um, I'd really like to see Steve um, as soon as we get a chance. Um, I'd like to put something together, but uh, that's not up to me. That's up to the producers and the editor. Well, I'm sorry, not the editors, but the agents. And, hey, I'm just me. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's the tees, the grays. You, you really like the goatee better with him on the solid gray to match the hair. I got to tell you, because part of the thing is, and I understand a couple of those logics. I, I listen, we all suffer from it where we want to stay in, in back in the day, you know, and my hair is not coming back. You know, it's actually grown back a little bit. Believe it or not, Jerry, in the last 10 years, I have more hair than I did 10 years ago, but it ain't coming back. And I've come to accept it. And a gray beard is there. But you know what? I, I like the distinguished look. It's easier to maintain and people like it more. It's there's something about men's coloring. That when we color our beards, we color our hair, I don't think we can ever get it bang on. I mean, look, listen, you you look at the Hollywood actors, and they're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars, and their color don't look right. So I'm I'm thinking men should just not dye the hair, not dye the beard, leave it. I think Mark looks great. All the fans are agreeing with it. Put him back in the muscle tees. Let's find a compromise because he's still got the stuff because he's buff. You know, it's all good that way. And uh, it's been nice to see the response. Why? Because I, I was also thinking that they're not going to go for this Mr. Rogers thing and they're going to call it kind of corny and hokey. 
And you know what? They're like, man, he looks good. It suits him. It's great. And the thing is, at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to mix it up. Clearly, Dallas knows what he's got the secret sauce. He knows how to do these things. If Dallas calls me up today and he's like, hey, chosen lawyer, remember me? And I'm like, of course, DDP, what's going on? He's like, I got an idea. I need you to do something. I'm going to agree to do it without even hearing the idea. I have that much faith in Diamond Dallas Page. Like, he's that brilliant. And if there's any sure. man, woman, child walking on the face of this earth that can help Marcus Alexander Bagwell, it is DDP. And even Mark had his ups and downs throughout Change or Die, was not an easy road. And you know what? Dallas never abandoned him. He stayed, stuck with him, stuck with him, stuck with him, did the intervention, got him into rehab, and he knows what's right for him. And, and, and watching Mark talk now and seeing where he's at, it's 100%. And I can see where he's headed. You know, This is the guy who can come into AW Impact and be a manager, being a ring announcer. Like He has the charisma. He has the look. And I think the evolution of him, this is where I'm going. So if I have a vote, I'm keeping the grays, just as the fans are saying, but I'd get him out of the Mr. Rogers stuff because I don't think that's ever going to suit him. Jerry, I'm putting this on the air now. If I'm in my 70s and 80s and I'm wearing cardigans like Mr. Rogers, please, you can throw me out into the fields and shoot me like the deer. I don't want to look like that ever, please. Oh, I totally agree. I get it. 100% for sure. No doubt about it. All my all my fans and my agents, they all get on me to me about sayings. They critique me say this, they critique my sayings, but no doubt about it. Oh, for sure, and the wows. But no, for sure, um, you know, um, the grays, you know, uh, I've never colored mine. I don't know what color mine is today, but I, it's still, I, I got a little dark in there, salt and pepper. I think about shaving the goatee off occasionally, and uh, a lot of people are like, no, don't do that, don't do that. But, you know, they make a bar of soap. It's about 60 bucks on Amazon, and I don't know the name of it. I apologize, but you use this bar of soap. You wash it in every time you take a shower, and gradually your beard gets darker. Now, I don't know if mine, yours probably grows faster than mine. I could do that and get a 50-50 within about five days, but then the next three or four days, mine's shaggy, and I like a closer cut like yours, uh, not quite that close, but then you can see that, you know, it's starting to grow. It looks a little different or occasionally at the office, um, if we decide to accidentally go in and work, they say, uh, hey, did you, did you color your beard? I'm like, man, I don't think so. And I didn't color it, but I might accidentally use that soap, you know, occasionally. So maybe Mark can, uh, I'll get him on that for sure. He'll, uh, he's good. But I'm back on the Dallas too, you know, Dallas sticking by him through thick and thin, you know, Dallas has been a good friend of the family, as I've said before. Dallas is great. Dallas is a world champion, not just in the ring. Outside the ring, what he brings, uh, the good energy. And uh, uh, Dallas, you know, basically uh, in the beginning, you know, when, when he went out and, and reached out to Mark and said, hey, we're going to do this, but I got to drive. And when they first initially did it for change or die, it was 50-50. Mark was riding in the back seat. Dallas was driving. Then Mark was riding in the front seat, and Dallas was in the back seat driving, you know, whatever. So it didn't work out, and I, and I think they kind of came together, and, and Mark finally agreed and said, okay, I'm ready. I'm done. I'm willing to let you drive. 
and Dallas took over from there, and then the results speak for itself. So, Look, Mark has openly said and admitted it, and I've talked to him many times off the air. You go with Dallas Monday to Thursday. Dallas is watching over you. You got the systems in place. And then you go Friday to Sunday and you do your own thing. When you go to your own doing your your own thing Friday to Sunday with uh, people that always don't always have your best interests at heart and you're susceptible, that's when bad things can happen. And then you come back to Dallas Sunday night, Monday morning, you got to start over again. It's now back to square one each time. And that's where Dallas really wanted him there from Monday to Sunday and really seeing it through. And he hit it home and Mark listened and Mark said it in his interviews, you know, he's tried rehab four times, five times, whatever amount of times he's been there through it and he's made progress. And then there's a relapse, you know, and this time it feels different because also he's diagnosing himself medically and understanding what the root cause of his problems are. And, you know, uh, I you never know how fans are going to respond. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, throughout the time we've been taping and I've been friends with Mark, seen a lot of haters on there, you know, making their snide comments and saying he looks horrible. He looks this, he's done this with as much positive fans as we've seen. Now it's a hundred percent positive. We're not hearing any of those negatives anymore. Like even those people that are haters, they're stepping up to the plate. And they're saying, you know what? We're going to acknowledge this man is putting in the work and we're behind him. And that's so nice to see. And I know Mark really, really appreciates that. And we're sharing that with him and uh, guys, the future is bright. This is a good year for him. It's a, it's a good year transition. And just get ready because you have not heard the last of Buff Bagwell. The man is only beginning. Yeah, for sure. The uh, the comments have been great, and we appreciate uh, appreciate that as a family. Uh, even the bad comments about me. How do you hate me? You know, yeah, it's how do Jerry you, Hood. I, I, I bring the good energy, man. I, I'm usually always in a good mood, or I like to think I am. And, if if uh, Yogi Bear was a human, he'd be you. I mean, like, come on. Gosh, I mean, you know. And so even the, you know, everybody writing in and, and I appreciate everybody writing in as you do and the, and the subscribers, um, but they want to know even now the good, the comments are coming good about me. Who knows, you know, where's this going to take us? I may we may just sell the farm and, and move to Canada and just start back all over again. You never know. How many bedrooms you got up there. We, You'd be giving up a little bit of freedom staying in Canada versus the United States, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> uh oh. Take me to Saskatchewan and uh, that Saskatoon. And we'll, oh, we can uh, live with Brock Lesnar on the farm there because Brock Lesnar yeah. has a farm in Saskatchewan. So Def definitely he likes does. it there. Brock, yeah. Shout out to Brock Lesnar. I haven't, I haven't seen him in ages. Wow. He's back and he's, he's starting uh, he's up a, a program with Bobby Lashley again. So he, he is a horse. He is. How do you wrestle somebody like Greco style? How do you wrestle Brock Lesnar? I mean, don't, you don't. And very few people do. But you know what? When it's crown jewel time in Saudi Arabia and the Saudis are giving the money, they give a call to Brock or Goldberg and they're rushing over, you know, because great payday for one event. It's unbelievable. <laughs> On that note, we're going to pause here for this week. We've shared a lot of great information, people knowing that Buff is doing amazing. And we're going to come back next week and we're going to go a little different twist. We're going to talk about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, overrated or underrated. Cousin Jerry Hood, always a pleasure. And for sure. We're going to see you back next week.